Let's go, let's go. SLT Nation, we are in the building. It is Wednesday night, December the 9th, and uh, it's our time to shine. You know what I mean? So tonight we got a very special show for you. We got something for the ladies with the Manhattan Project. We got something for the fellas, and we even got something for the big guys like myself. So before I get started for this special episode, let me pay the bills really quickly. I hope by now you realize that we true to this like we like we not new to this. We've been around for two years as a family rocking. So and every week, I don't know if y'all notice or not, but we getting better and more better and more better. And we only doing it because of you guys. We it's not, We are nothing without you. So we thank you so much, but we got to ask a favor of you right now. Sit back, relax, let the mouth of the South do all the talking because you know I will. But I need you to go to our YouTube page, like, subscribe. And like my man Kev always say, please tell a friend to tell a friend and let's grow this thing. 2021, we planning on a big year and we can't do it without you. So kick up your feet for the next 58 minutes. Let's rock this piece. All right. So you see, it's not me by myself. I am here with one of the dopest crews on the planet. They, they started out as strangers, but now they five power rangers. My family, my co-host. I started off with the Senorita Benita, Ruby Red, the sweet Kim Brulee. How you feeling today? I'm good. How are y'all? I got great. you over there looking like a white, white sweater in the Christmas tree. Is great. That's what I said. Over there looking like a Christmas, like a Christmas special on Hallmark. Okay. <laughs> All right. We got the intellectual surgeon, Serge. My man, how you what's doing? Up, what's up? I'm good, man. How are you guys? I'm doing good. You know I'm gonna whoop that ass this week, right? You know, right, hey, let's bring it, bring it out, oh, man. Serge, you going to you gonna embarrass me? You gonna embarrass me pretty bad? You go. I'm I'm hey, nervous for the first time in fantasy. I'm nervous. Regardless of what happens, we're still one team, right? Hey, one team, one dream, and yes, and the, and the architect, the man that was able to bring all of this greatness, this special potion together. He up there with a sour look on his face. I he pointed his head. That's my guy, KT. Coach, man. What's, you, what's good, family? Man, I'm just glad to see you, Kev. You've been going up there with them snotty nose brats for about three months now, huh? You still living? Got a little cough in your chest? No, man. No COVID over here. Wait, boy, don't bring that in my house. You should. All right. Nothing going up your nose yet? Nothing. No tests? All right. All right. Well, and if in case you hadn't figured it out yet, we all one shy. And no, Pam not dodging y'all because she owe y'all some money. She just uh she got some important business to take care of. So uh she'll be back hopefully next week and we'll be ready to really kick the Christmas thing off. But I told y'all we got something for the big guys. That's right. Episode 72 is named The Refrigerator. We are naming this one after Refrigerator Perry and I don't know much about. Well, I know a little bit about him, but I'm gonna let the the Benita Miss Kimberley tee it up and tell us all about my guy. <laughs> all right, thanks for getting the name right. So we got William Anthony Perry. He's an American former professional football player who is a defensive lineman for ten seasons during the '80s and '90s. Perry played college football for Clemson and was recognized as an All Star American. He was selected in in the first round of the 1985 NFL Draft and played professionally for the Chicago Bears and the Philadelphia Eagles of the NFL. In reference to his imposing size, he was popular 
popularly known as the biscuit or better known as the refrigerator or simply the fridge. Perry also occasionally played at fullback at the goal line due to his size, speed, and power. So hopefully I didn't give out too much information about the guy, but B, what you got for the trivia question? Well, I, well, I want to say that the fridge was a, was a trailblazer because as a big kid, I always played on the defensive line, and he gave me that hope and that inspiration that I could one day score a Play touchdown. <laughs> yeah, that I could one day score a touchdown. Now, unfortunately, that vision never came to fruition. My career ended early due to laziness, but. There have been numerous defensive tackles, offensive tackles, offensive linemen that have scored touchdowns since Refrigerator did that in the Super Bowl. So my question today, today's theme, you're going to notice something that's called old fashioned hate. And you're going to hear a lot about boxing and, and some other stuff like that. But uh, Refrigerator was not only an NFL player, he actually wrestled in the WWE. He was in the Nathan's hot dog eating contest, which is really big. And as I previously mentioned, he tried his hand in boxing. I would like for you to tell me what other famous athlete did William Refrigerator Perry battle in an exhibition match? Go to our website, get that question correctly, and you can earn yourself the opportunity to earn some SLT swag. And uh, you know what? I'm, since Pam not here and this is a B. Jones takeover, we're talking about boxing, <laughs> we're talking about stuff. I'm, I'm throwing out hoodies today, Cam. You got me? Okay. Can I take a little bit more out of the per diem? Can, can we do? What, what's, what's that website again? At Sports Life Talk. Dot com be the first tell me who was the person that uh that william refrigerator perry battled in a exhibition boxing match all right hey, so and don't don't tell yourself short on the whole like not scoring a touchdown i'm sure you scored plenty of touchdowns on madden right hey, ask ask my wife man she, <laughs> she told me hey i scored you know what i'm saying i, I scored hey, <laughs> all right so uh so you know kevin don't act surprised it's an adult show it's an adult show sir I can hurt the ears. I don't know what's going on. But uh, other than Pam, other than Pam. I know, right? I know, right? I'm, I'm going to keep it PG-13, though. All right, so so since we're talking about old-fashioned hate, let's start it off with a conversation about rivalries. The kickoff question tonight that I'm going to ask the crew, who is the biggest rivalry in sports? Pick any two teams that just have some bad blood between them on and off the court, the field, the ring, whatever, wherever that temple may lies. And Kevin, since you raised your hand and you're wearing that pretty color red matching Kim's lipstick, we'll start with you tonight, sir. <laughs> Ooh, I wanted to go Ohio State, Michigan, but we're going to mm. talk about that a little later. So since they throw this just in our faces, just anytime they can, I'm going to go with Duke versus North Carolina in basketball because worthy. No matter how sorry a team is, they rise to the occasion during that game. So I'm going to go Duke versus North Carolina. I like that one, Kevin. All right, Miss Cam Brulee. So I'm going to go with college football. It is the, is it the Cotton Bowl Classic with OU and UT, University of Texas? Yo, I love seeing all this stuff on social media, like the week of leading oh, yeah. into that game. Uh, and my, my up, favorite, horns down. Yes, all that, yeah. that and my favorite post is, today is October 7th and OU still sucks. Yeah, like, yeah. Those, those are my favorites. Yeah. All right, Serge, who you got, man? Man, I was uh, actually going to go with what KT went with UNC Duke because I think it's, it's uh, like he said, it doesn't matter if either one of the teams aren't doing good because it always seems like the one that's not doing good ends up beating the other one. But I think more so than that is because we also know there's usually at least one potential top five pick that's going to come out of those teams into the draft. And so it's not just the game, but it's also like the star athletes who get that fame as well. But since he already went with that, I'm going to go with the other one that also doesn't really make a difference what year it is, who the players are. It's Red Sox and Yankees. And this has obviously been going on since the early 1900s, pretty much. And until, what, 2004, it was always like the Yankees had the Red Sox number. And obviously the Red Sox pulled off the greatest upset in my book, coming down 3-0 in the ALCS that year. And ever since then, it's been it's it's looked like I think the Yankees have only won one World Series since then, but the Red Sox have been you know at the top competing every year since then on. So maybe the the tides have turned. Absolutely, absolutely. So hmm, I hate to be the homer, 
but I got to. Anytime you talk about a rivalry that determines who can actually play for it all, and I hate to admit that Alabama got the, the recency on us, but Alabama LSU is good old-fashioned. Hey, I don't like nothing about Alabama. I, I, I even try to drive around Alabama if I was going to Florida. That's how bad it is. I don't want to do nothing with them. So I did have a couple of uh, nominations that I chose not to go with. The Rangers versus the Astros. I didn't realize how bad that rivalry was. Speaking of baseball, UT versus everybody. I think you could put UT in, in versus Texas Tech, uh, Texas, Tech, Texas, Texas A&M. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. UT versus the world. Florida State, Florida. Kevin, how'd you, how'd you not talk about that one? Because Florida State hasn't been about anything the past couple weeks. like early, early. Yeah. Been a yeah. and, and I got I got a one that's a sneaky one for y'all that not too many people know about. And I don't know if the rivalry is still going to remain the same, but they don't get to play each other a lot. And that's San Francisco versus Oakland Raiders. Have y'all ever went to an Oakland-San Francisco game? For some odd reason, it is guaranteed yeah. you are going to get somebody knocked out. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Hey, There's guaranteed. There's about their, their uh, rivalries from back. I know for sure in the 80s and 90s it was it was bad. Lots of people were arrested at those games. Let's put it that way. And then the last one I'm going to say, and then we're going to move on. How did nobody mention Lakers versus Celtics, dog? Magic, Bird. We're talking about two of the most prestigious basketball teams of all time. How do we not have a rivalry conversation and mention Lakers versus Celtics? They even got a video game named after them. I think because most of it happened in the, well, the 60s all the way through the 80s. And we only had that one run in with the Celtics and Lakers, what, 2010. True. So outside of that, and because they're on the East Coast and West Coast, they don't play each other but twice during the regular season. And for the most part, up until obviously the last two years, the Lakers haven't been relevant for a decade. And the Celtics, before they got KG and Ray Allen, they weren't really relative newsworthy for basically since the late 80s. So I think that's the main reason. But like you said, if they ever played against each other in the final. It'll probably always still be the highest rated. Yeah, absolutely. Easy. The older generation still willing to watch it. Easy. Well, hey, hey, B. Jones, KD Dammit mentioned the the Texas fight song with you know A and M, and we were witness to that. Man, you are oh, right yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah, and that A&M was crazy. Talking about shaving uh, Bebo's horns off. Oh, they little... don't like them. They don't like them at all. Oh. Yeah. And it's not a show either. It's real. It's real. Yeah, it's real. It's I know real. the Texas OU one is super real. So it's yeah, yes, sir. All right. Well, if if everybody noticed, I want everybody to look at Kevin on the screen. All the fans out there, hone in on Kevin because he got a serious look on his face, and that's because I already botched the whole segment. All right. So now we're gonna rewind. <laughs> we're gonna rewind the show. The producers in my ear. The producers in my ear telling me like, "Hey, you skipped a segment," and we're about to do something that we like to do every week, and that's honor our local businesses and athletes. So, Kevin. Now you got a smile on your face, all right? <laughs> you st- give us our local athlete of the week. Because of KD, it's just... Hey, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. She wear that ruby red lipstick, I know. It's that Christmas edition. I got you. <laughs> I told you she has that Vanessa Bryant thing going on. And it's, it's distracting KD. That's what it is. Oh, right? okay. <laughs> yeah, so the, the producer called me before the show and was like, yo, wear that, throw that Fenty Beauty lipstick on today. So, you know, I had to do you, what the producer says. You came through. Says, you right? came through. <laughs> let, me, let me write that down for my wife' Christmas list. You just call it Fenty Beauty. It's Fenty Beauty. I gotta give you the name. It's Rihanna's stuff, right? Yeah, it's Rihanna's line. Yeah. All right. All right. Cool. All, all right, right, Kevin. It's your world, man. So y'all know the past couple of weeks or months we've been doing a local athlete, but we're gonna take it back to our roots. Oh. And, and I and I know B Jones. You know you hated when I was doing like local TV reporters, even though they were beautiful. I was trying to. Give us some scenery, some eye candy, but I digress. But on Monday, we did a collaboration with a young man that we didn't know he was 17 because he definitely didn't carry himself that way. Kel Damo. And hey, do us a favor, SRT Nation. Go to Apple iTunes. You got to download VVs. Hey, the young man put it down. At first, I was a little skeptical. I was like, man, it's just okay. After bumping and actually listening to it, Playboy got some sauce, you know what I'm saying? So hey, hey, he rolling. He rolling. I like it. Yeah, we're going to give a shout out to him this weekend. Also, on Friday around 11 o'clock, Collaboration is going to drop on YouTube. So please go and check that out. 
All right, I'm looking forward yeah, to man, that. Kudos, kudos to you for doing the paying the bills, doing a little marketing, a little strategy. <laughs> that's that's yeah. what's up, Cam. We're already good, man. We're doing up, good. Man. All right, that's, so hey, hey, that's why I'm a strong safety. I that's can, right. Oh no, man, I try. Yeah. Hey, defense. Hey, defense travels, Cam. Defense travels. All right, Kim. So it's your world. All right. So before I get into the local business, it was my sister's birthday on Friday. She shares a birthday with the great Daisy. Yes. So happy birthday to her. So she chose to go to Kenny's Italian Kitchen. It is in Addison. I don't know if y'all have heard of it, but I definitely recommend this restaurant. It gave me like real Italian, maybe even East Coast vibes. So I, the service was great. There was a little wait only because I didn't book a reservation. Every time I go to new restaurants, Restaurants. I never know. I never know what to get on the menu, so I'm always telling the waiter or waitress like, "Hey, just surprise me with whatever dish and give me whatever y'all recommend as far as wine drinks go, wine selections." So I don't. I got a white wine. I don't remember the name of it, but it paired really well with my dinner, my entree, and I got the. I think it's called the chicken scallopini. So I definitely recommend that. So, oh, and also for appetizers, the stuffed mushrooms, even if you don't eat mushrooms, just try it. It's really, really good. <laughs> yeah, so it's called Kenny's Italian Kitchen and it's in Addison. All right, I think I'm gonna tell you, so it's not too many places that I haven't eaten. So I think, I, I think I've think i eaten there or, or I ate. I'm from Louisiana. I'm gonna say it how I know. I'm not gonna <laughs> polish myself up for national television. I ate at Kenny's and uh, it was delicious from my recollection. All right, so we're gonna talk a little bit of sports, but stick around for all the ladies out there because Kim told you she liked to drink. She she admitted it openly. So she's going to do some more stuff in the Manhattan Project. We just give us about 15 minutes, 20 minutes to talk a little sports here. So back on to the old fashioned hate thing that we saw we, we talked about earlier in the show and this one I don't know y'all this is a suspect story in my opinion headline one we're gonna take it to the big ten blue butt bloods versus fresh blood all right this week and what I consider the biggest million dollar shade of when Big Blue Michigan declared their team ineligible to play against Ohio State claiming that they did not have the minimum amount of players to play due to COVID. Now, per the Big Ten rules before this morning, the rules were that if you did not participate in six games that you were not eligible to compete for the conference finals, which of course meant that, hey, Ohio State wouldn't have the opportunity to win the Big Ten. And in essence, wouldn't have enough quality of resume to go and play for the CFP. But after today's ruling, that has changed. So KD, I'm going to start with you, all right? Okay. <laughs> Miss, Miss Petty LaBelle, this is the equivalent move that, I mean... If I can't have them, no one else can have them, right? We talking about two rivals. They have literally said that we not going to play and they were trying to prevent Ohio State from having an opportunity. So, so first and foremost, have you ever pulled the move like this on the X? And number two, would you ever block your X from his blessings? <laughs> so I'm going to uh, kind of cuss just a little. So I'm going to say hell Ooh. no. <laughs> hell no. No, I've never. That blocked. ain't no cuss word. <laughs> I've were... never blocked oh. anybody. Yeah, yeah. Only because like I'm all for opportunity. If you feel like it's better, if you like I want, I wish nothing but the best for you. So I won't ever, ever. I don't know how I even gained the name of Petty LaBelle. Ever, but... <laughs> ever, ever, ever. No, no, look, by all means, do you. And again, I wish you the best. Even if you are my ex, it's always all love. Now, I'm going to tell you something, and I hate to call you out. I hate to call you out on this, but a couple of weeks ago, and the fans are my witness, SLT Nation <laughs> shine out. Just last week, she was throwing folks PS5s in the bathtub. No, but they <laughs> so, so now, now all of a sudden, you ain't blocking blessings, but no. you just... <laughs> But how, no, that the blessing I wasn't blocking. Look, you got the PS5, you chose not to act right. Child, please, if I get a PS5 right now, I'm gonna shout. I'm gonna, ah, ah, oh, hey, y'all gonna see me do something. I'm yeah, just no. saying, all right, sir. So let's move on to you. Let's have a little bit more of the sports related conversation. So, how do you feel about the move that the big team made? To me, I'm a little, there's some question marks about policies coming down mid season. So, how do you feel about just taking the, the approach to accommodate the, the Buckeyes? Is this the right move considering it is COVID 2020? I mean, I think I would have been okay if you made this rule once you started probably having suspended and canceled games a few weeks ago and you change the rule then. But you purposely have changed the rule as you could, I guess you could say last minute 
because we're already into the second week of December and you know what the amount of games that's actually remaining, you have to do it right now. Others, otherwise it's going to look obvious, even more obvious. No, it's still pretty obvious that you're trying to make sure that Ohio State makes it in because you want somebody from your conference to obviously be represented in that CFP. And I mean, that's on one end, but on the business side of things, I mean, it is a smarter decision for NCAA to acquiesce, I guess you could say, and allow this to happen because more ratings. Ohio State's been a top-ranked team for, I mean, to me, at least easily over a decade. They're always right there right towards the end. So, you know, I don't, I don't like it because it is a big shade and you basically change the rules for your own self-interest. But then again, it's an NCAA. Don't they always do that? So it's all about the it's all about the money. And I've been trying hey. to tell you for the last few weeks. I'm like, they're gonna figure out a way to get them in. And you're like, yeah. oh, they got the rule. I'm like, I'm telling you, they gonna figure out a way. Yeah. Yep. So, hey, big stuff popping and bullshit walking. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. they made sure that that happened. And I'm gonna say this: I personally feel Ohio State is worthy, though. Now, I, if I had to pick. They are by the eyeball test. Oh yeah, in the of course. Short, in the short resume, oh, yeah. they are worthy of playing for a ring. Now that's I'm I'm, I'm have to give Ohio State credit, 100%. even though even though the the opportunity to fail that was removed, right? So we all right. know that it could be one of those Saturdays they all went party on Friday night, stayed up late, 11 a.m. kickoff, and all of a sudden they sloppy. You know oh, what I'm saying? That could have easily COVID. I mean, uh, hurt. Anything could happen. Right, so right. I think that that's where that's where it's not fair. So Kevin, let's say that Ohio State wins out with less than half of a normal schedule, right? So we're admitting that hey, this is slanted. they 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 more healthier. They got fresher bodies. They hadn't showed other teams as much as they playbook. It's clearly unfair advantage. It's COVID, uh, but all, you know, everything has, has been just kind of chaotic. Now, you have some teams who are undefeated now that's been playing football since August, and they have 10 wins. So who is more justified? I wanted you to be the voice of reason here. Who should be in the CFP? Well, I'm going to have to say that as much as I don't want to say this, but for my sister, Brittany Owen, I'm going to say that Ohio State needs to be there. Search said everything right. It's all about money. So you got to get Alabama in there. You got to get Clemson. Notre Dame is going to bring in some people. And if you bring Ohio State, it, it just makes sense. But what it should do this year, since it's such a crazy year and they're changing things, let's make it six to eight teams this year. Mm. Six to eight teams. And give everybody a shot, the ones that are undefeated, who've been playing for months, and let Ohio State go against them too. Boy, you talking too much common sense, man. You talking too much common sense. So tell me about your Gators, though. They knock, 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 knocking on the door. What's up? Uh, can, can the Gators make it into this Final Four? Would you? Because I'm going to be honest with you. I almost, as much as I love the eyeball test of what Ohio State brings, I think Kyle Trask and this Heisman at, at performances and this team is much more prepared. And I think they've earned an opportunity more than Ohio State to be in that in that championship play- playoff. Amen. So, yep. B. Jones, when we knock off Alabama in the SEC championship, ooh, that's ooh. all the validation that we need. Ooh, you spicy. Ooh. <laughs> you hey. So, last week you wanted to knock Nate Robinson out. This week you want to knock off Alabama. Boy, you bold. JT, hey, you hear B. Jones. That was the first time all year he actually said Trask's name correctly. Yeah, I did. I did. Oh, how did I blow that? How did I blow that? Great job, BJ. You're a wonderful My bad, host. my bad. Hey, but I will say this. SLT Nation, since you're watching with us, I'm going to tell you a little bit. I'm going to give you a PSA. Nobody wants to see Coastal Carolina go out there and get smashed against Alabama in the first round of the playoffs. We had this conversation, but let's be real for a second. Yeah. And a Coastal Carolina center is 5'9 and weighs 280 pounds. I'm going to tell you right now, Alabama has three or four NFL players right now on that defensive line. If not, the whole defense will end up playing in the NFL. That will be a bloodbath from the start. It'll be something worse than what they did LSU, worse than what they did Kentucky. We love you, Coastal Carolina. Congratulations on the 10-0 season. But last week, beating BYU was your Super Bowl. We don't want to see that. that When it's four games left in the year, (laughs) yeah, three games left in the year, we don't want to see you get smeared across the field. So... Let's go on to headline number two. The old-fashioned hate continues. This is a boxing episode. I'm in charge. And since the theme is old-fashioned hate and I'm in charge, we are going to talk about the fight game. And if anybody hasn't paid attention, I I love the fight game. But since COVID came out, the fight game has literally given us some great, spectacular sports. We've even seen some great fights from Earl Spence last weekend, Bud Crawford the weekend before that. They've crowned champions while other sports have just kind of straggled across the finish line. In the next 
upcoming weeks, we're going to see Joshua, who's the, one, a heavyweight champion who carries four belts, fight this weekend. We'll also see Triple G and Canelo Alvarez fight the next weekend. And somewhere it's going to be squeezing there. We'll get to Shakira Stevenson, who is a young guy who is going to be a star. Some consider him to have the capabilities and upside of the next floor in Mayweather. So let's go around and talk a little bit about boxing. And if you don't know, now you know. Turn us off if you don't like it. KT, <laughs> did you get to see the Earl Spence fight? I'm going to tell you what happened to me that night. Oh, oh my God. Lord. He was on that Noble Wolf vodka. Yeah, Noble Wolf. <laughs> no, I actually wasn't. My asthma was bothering me because of my allergies. So I'm taking my treatment. Uh, so I, I had to fight on. So next thing I know, I'm like, and my wife was like, you know, you've had that on for like an hour. I'm like, I wasn't sleep. I was knocked out. These fights <laughs> need to start around. <laughs> you went to <laughs> You went to sleep like Nate Robinson. All right, right. I was Nate Nate. I was, Nate Nate. They need to have these fights earlier. I don't know why they try no, to hold. No, man. Hey, it needs to be nothing like else that, to though. do. Yeah, it's, it what? needs to be it's nothing else to do. All the time. I I guess, to to, well, I had to go to work. I was just tired as hell, but come on, man. UFC <laughs> and boxing, you know they don't end closer to midnight. Just I know, right? Well, hey, to answer your question, I don't even remember the question. I was knocked out. That's, that's no, that's what you was about to say, KD? Oh, no, I was just about to say maybe because it's COVID and everybody's in the house. So if I were at somebody else's house watching the fight, then I would have been up. But now we can't have parties. We can't go to nobody's house. We can't go nowhere to watch it. So I do understand him being asleep. All right. Well, I say this. So, Kevin, the question, the question was, did you watch the Earl Spence fight? But the real question I wanted to ask you is now that Earl Spence won his fight, Bud Crawford won his fight. Are we on track to see a super fight between these two pound for pound greats? I mean, they both want each other, right? Uh, I, I'm, 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 I'm going to disagree with that. But 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 that's what they're I saying. They're both portraying that, hey, I'm going to fight this guy. And we all know that boxing is a sport that if you love it, you love it. If you don't, you may just watch it for the heck of it because everybody else is talking about it. But they need as many big name fights as possible. And what's going to get bigger than this besides what Joshua and what's a man that just got knocked out by, what's his name? Deontay Wilder. Wilder. That'll be the other one that won. And what, Tyson Fury. Uh -huh. So until then... This is a fight that boxing needs. They really need it. They, they really do. But I think I think Crawford won't Pacquiao just between me and you. I think I think he won't Pacquiao. He's Pacquiao. He's gonna destroy Pacquiao. I think I think it's a money thing. I, I personally think you're gonna see Spence and Crawford milk this thing as long as they can because a loss would be detrimental to the money. So once one of those guys lose, I mean is I don't know. I think we're building up to that same situation we had with Mayweather Pacquiao. Y'all remember we talked about that one for four or five years, maybe even six or seven years before they were finally able to put that fight together. But both of them was like, what, 34, 35 years old? It was kind of irrelevant at that time. So, Serge, out of all of these great fights that we got coming up, are you looking forward to any any fight in particular? I mean, I... I know you said that it would actually be Bud Crawford versus Pacquiao, but I think from the conversations that they've all had is, I think it's already kind of understood there's going to be a Pacquiao versus Errol Spence fight first. Ooh. And it would be Bud Crawford and Errol Spence. And you know, the biggest difference between, this is obviously the, where we have issues when it comes to big, big fights, is the difference between USC versus boxing. Because we got these promoters like Bob Arum, who's obviously on Bud Crawford's side, and you got it on the PB side with Errol Spence, where he doesn't necessarily have a that one guy who's necessarily promoting, and you got all these different belt and weight classes belt. I mean, obviously, that's a fight that I want to see because it's realistic. If you look at the competition that each guys have faced, Errol Spence's competition has been way better than Bud Crawford. I'm a big Bud Crawford fan, but I got. I got to still keep it real that if I look at the people that he's fought, I ha I don't remember the last time he's fought somebody that was of significance as far as name is concerned. Errol Spence just came back from a horrific car accident and sat out more than a year and fought Danny Garcia, who's respectable, more than respectable, and probably better than anybody Bud Crawford's faced. And that's after facing Sean Porter last year. So I think she, just those two questionably, guys. Oh. Questionably, he lost that Porter fight. He did. He didn't lose it, but he could have. He only yeah, won that fight by maybe a round or two. Yeah, 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 for sure, absolutely. It, it was a great fight, but that means the competition was stiff enough for it to make it a, a real fight. So absolutely. I feel like Bud Crawford is pretty much dominating, but it's easy to dominate guys when I haven't seen any of those guys he's fought fought any of the guys that 
fought Errol Spence or the guys that Errol. You got to give Kell Brook props, though, bro. Kell Brook was a former <laughs> champion, and he that was his third loss in his resume. Kell Brook is not a, a punk. Yeah, so oh, that's, no, and he, he was bigger than Bud too. So all right, Kim. So. Even though boxing, we talking about the world-class boxing, I'm going to let you talk about these amateur exhibition boxing, right? We'll let you talk in that, into that Nate Robinson, Mike Tyson world. So the news dropped this week that Floyd, which it was funny. I, I honestly thought it was a joke. Serge was like, nah, no, nah, B, this, this, <laughs> this real. I'm like, oh. So, but uh, Floyd will be fighting in February on a, one of those exhibition cards. This time, he is going to go against the other Paul brother, not the one that yeah. fought Nate. He's going to fight his brother, which... Which I believe is Logan Paul. So, KD, are you excited about this? What are your thoughts on them giving us this exhibition match in February? I think excited is a bit much of a reach. I was with you. I was like, this can't be real. Like, why are we linking the other brother up? And then with Floyd, like, really, Floyd Mayweather? The undefeated Mayweather? So my reaction was the same as yours in the group. I was like, uh, yeah, this can't be real. So I had to go to the page, find it, and make sure that it was real. But it's just another way to get people's money, I feel like. Like, they're going to pay the money to watch it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel I about it. I ain't to watch it. Hey, come on. Right, come KT, y'all y'all, y'all lean in. Lean in. Let me tell y'all a secret. It, but we ain't waiting to pay Hey, lean in. Let me tell you a secret. Oh, I like secrets, B. I, I get all my pay-per-views free. All right, now. <laughs> so, I'm not going to be paying for it. Y'all going to hey, be hey, paying for it. For the people that do want to pay, it's only $27. All right, Kev, but let me wait, ask you a question, okay? Wait, but is it $27, like, paper? so it's pay-per-view, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so how much but are the normally taxes? fights are, like, the Errol Spence yeah. fight, for example, was $70. Yeah, it was $70. Yeah, but Mayweather McGregor was a hundred ninety nine. Yeah, it was ninety nine. So twenty seven for an exhibition, man. Floyd Mayweather just trying to make some easy, quick cash. He knows he didn't get a blemishes record. Now, what I will say is, if the it better not go more than. Four rounds. Because but wait a minute, though, Serge. Wait a minute, because that's what I was about to ask Kevin. This boy's 200 pounds. Floyd is 150 pounds. What if Floyd just, I don't know, loses focus, smiles at, his, <laughs> at a chick in the audience or something, and gets knocked out? I mean, what, what are we saying? What 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 is the narrative come come that Monday morning? What What is Floyd? That's a free throw. Free throw for the crew. What is Floyd Mayweather's legacy after this fight? Win, lose, or draw? I don't think it changes anything. I, if he loses, it's a little blemish. But then the whole world, all all his brothers, we gotta go fight all the, the Paul, the Logan Paul, all the brothers. We gotta go jump them because they taking us out one by one. <laughs> how, how many of them Disney boys is it, man? Because hey, I'm telling y'all, if Mayweather loses, we gotta we gotta go help. We gotta help them. We gotta they, jump them so they can fight. They got them hands. We can't. <laughs> Mayweather's not best shot of taking them out. Hey, them Paul's walking out there with rhinestone, high yellow, and high, you know, green, lime green jackets. They just, hey, hey, they soft as can be going out there putting hey, the hey, not, hey. He Mayweather, he's going to have a TMT hat on, and it's going to be on. We're going to have to get down. May, May, Mayweather is, he, he's got his fans, and he's got other people who've always wanted to see him lose, just like the people who wanted to see McGregor beat him in the ring, too, right? Yep. So yep. he's not going to get... Even if he loses, he's not going to gain more haters. He's just going to give license to the haters to basically use that always and forever against him. But, hey, that check's still going to clear whether he loses or not. And he's already got more than enough money than probably anybody that's going to actually order the fight combined. So it doesn't really make a difference. That's right. But we we already know this guy. He he won't be able to touch Mayweather. No. What was that fight? If a professional fighter can't touch him, if Canelo couldn't touch him, he ain't touching. Yeah, he, he, this, this boy already 0-1. He already he fought one professional fight, and and I don't know if that was an amateur fight or not, but he already didn't lost a fight against a scrub. So yeah, this this is this is really not news, but it's fun for us to talk <laughs> about it. So yeah, and who did Mayweather fight where it ended like first round? Was it first round? No, nah, he beat he beat no. McGregor in like round number ten, I think. Yeah, no, been nine a, or ten. It was a Mexican dude. It was like in two thousand twelve. Well, I know he fought Madonna. He fought Madonna twice, actually, and I know he fought Canelo, but those fights went the distance. Mayweather's yeah. always yeah. fighting for at least six, seven, eight, minimum. Yeah. You know? He didn't have that power to just knock anybody out. Bobbing and weaving the whole know. fight. Hold on. Let me... You talking about Nate Robinson fight. 
No, <laughs> no. Let me, let me find it. Let me find it, and then I'll let y'all know. All right. Well, while you finding that, I promised y'all we was gonna move a little bit quicker tonight. I said I'm gonna be on it, but I love to talk, so I'm sorry. We run a little bit behind schedule, Surge, but don't rush yourself. But be brisk. We got the power, Surge. Here you go, man. Yes, it's sir. your floor. Tell us what we got this week in fantasy football. All right, for sure. Appreciate it. Last week, we had the Belichick yourself before you wreck yourself week. And uh, got to give a shout out to Mr. Steve for winning. I think he won a few weeks ago as well. Coach! Congratulations to you. Hopefully, you come back to try to repeat yourself this week. Hey, Serge, real quick. I got to give Coach props on this one. He won this game without Clyde edwards Hellair in his lineup and without Josh. He, he had two running backs. Yeah. That didn't even touch the field, and he still yeah, put up 150 some points. Man, points, that dude yeah. could have he could have set the SLT record if he wouldn't if he yeah, wouldn't have fell asleep behind the wheel. If those guys played, and obviously this week on a short week again because we had a game yesterday and we have a game tomorrow, so we already got the uh, link up on our on our page. Party like a drunk star. So shout out to B Jones again for coming up with the awesome cool names he always does. This week we obviously got some couple of players that are all waiver wires obviously with the eagles that they just made the quarterback change with Jalen Hurts starting over carson wentz and he's obviously a dual threat so you never know he might be another hill from uh, like the, like the Saints. no no you don't think so Taysom Hill? who is playing no who, who Jalen Hurts playing this weekend <laughs> they playing the saints it would not happen this yeah, week. yeah exactly no i don't think so either but hey just just letting those people who are in those deeper leagues out there like hey he's available if your guy's on covid or something like that or you got the jacks quarterback as your starter well, there you go. If Jalen hurts, if the if they beat my Saints, I will give my boy Dennis a video. I will record it, and I'll be doing the fly bird fly live for my man. That's what I do live next week on that. I will do fly bird fly for Dennis Holmes, who is a fan of the show, and he's a big time Eagles fan. That's hey, my he commitment. I'm here too, so I hope hey, it, I'll be heard. I, I hope the referees for this game ain't listening to that because you know how they against the Saints. So just just saying, just throwing that out there. The tight end for the the Washington football team, Lance Thomas, he's been balling out. Obviously, with Alex Smith under center, he's obviously been playing really well. So he's actually a solid. Kind of reminds me of how Jordan Reed used to be on their team before catching ball out of the tight end position. Carolina defense also this week going up against the Denver Broncos. Drew Locke is obviously trash. Kind of, yeah, it put it nicely, I guess. So I think Carolina, obviously, with Christian McCaffrey coming back, will probably start scoring some points early, which will obviously force the Broncos to start passing the ball. And I think Carolina can capitalize. And they, their defense has played really well the last few weeks. Brandon Ayuk, man, this rookie, is, is he's a stud. I think he's going to have a great career. I think he's still a quality number two receiver that potentially has, you know, one day could be a quality number one. But... He's definitely solid for the 49ers and, and has been playing when he's been healthy. Kiki Kuti on the, the the Texans, with obviously the suspension of Mr. Will Fuller, he's obviously going to be getting a lot of opportunities alongside Brandon Cooks, but Kiki Kuti is developing a lot of leagues that are on Yahoo and ESPN. And last but not least, got to give a shout out to Cam Akers. Cam Akers has been balling. Obviously, he had some injuries early in the season, and he was obviously still behind Daryl Henderson, but... He's been playing really well. You can tell those fresh legs of just still being very young. It's coming in handy, and he's been playing, and he's been helping the Rams staying alive in that NFC West. Man, last week was a horrible week for both of my picks. So my power pick of the week last week was I went with the Falcons over the Saints because they were playing better. And, uh, you know, I didn't know if Taysom Hill could keep doing his thing, but, man, that dude's a real deal, and he needs to have a starting job career whether it's with the Saints or somebody else starting next season. That's, you heard it here first. So this week I got the Giants over the Cardinals because the Cardinals have been struggling ever since Hale Murray. After that, they've been nosediving, but the Giants on the flip side have been playing really well. Obviously they beat the Seahawks last week. And I, I just think that their defense has stepped up. I almost can't even believe Colt McCoy actually started the game and they actually won the game, but it's mainly because also of their defense. So I got to give the New York Giants, Joe Judge, a lot of credit because I think a lot of team people thought when they started the season one and five that they're pretty much it was pretty much a wrap. And the lock of the week this week I got the Titans over the Jaguars. The Jaguars obviously are trying to play for the number one pick, ideally if not the number two pick, and they definitely don't want to try to win the game because they don't want the Cowboys to have that opportunity to get that pick away from them. So I would probably say the Titans. You know, if you want to put some money on it this week, 
I have a little more confidence in them taking down the Jaguars. And that is all I got this week, sir. All right. Well, before we get off of fantasy football, I mentioned earlier today that me and my guy Serge, we're battling off in the first round of a playoffs in our money league. And I'm going to go through the roster so you can tell me, SLT Nation, who are you putting your money on? I got, this is my team. This is this is the mouth of the South, right? You got Russell Wilson, can't guard Mike Thomas, Juju Smith-Schuster, DeAndre Swift, Andrews, the tight end out of, uh, out of the Ravens, and I I got CeeDee Lamb with the kicker from Buffalo and the Kansas City defense. On the other side, my opponent, he got terrific Captain America Tom Brady, Tyler Lockett, oh, the wide receiver to my quarterback. That's going to hurt. He got touchdown Terry McLaurin. Hey, he got Aaron Jones, Travis Kelsey, and Debo Samuel with Dan Bailey as a kicker in the San Francisco defense. Put it comments below who you think gonna win this this big time matchup this weekend but Serge I extend my hand to you good sir good luck good luck man good luck oh you got you got Serge Cam you got Serge but Kelsey did it when you Kelsey did it didn't it oh did it Hey, yeah, made the best man win, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think the point difference. I think he, they say he got me by about fifteen <laughs> points right now. Down. He got me, he got me by fifteen points right now on Yahoo. So that's gonna be an interesting matchup. All right, Kim, I promised you twenty minutes. We go if we got to go over, we are gonna go over. But let's start with some of the life of SLT. Let's bring a little bit of life to the show and let's talk about the drop. Let's go. So before I go into the drop, I placed a bet against one of our listeners that played in the contest this oh, past yeah, week. Oh yeah, that's right. Yep, yep, yep. But yeah, he thought Mr. he was going to beat me. It. Yeah, he thought he was going to beat me, but guess what? Yeah. I'm Chinese food, yo. Ooh. So, oh. Hey, and you lost nicer, to a girl. And you lost to a girl. locations too, right? Minimum $20 <laughs> a plate. That pay yeah. way. No, $50 a plate. What you oh, talking that, about? That P.F. Chang. You going that P.F. Chang. <laughs> No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just playing. But I did win my Chinese food, yeah. So I'm not playing about that part. I did win. You gonna mess around um, get that Chef Cheese? But, you gonna get that five ninety nine lunch special? <laughs> <laughs> no, and I'm gonna win again this week. So you know, just to make it make it a little spicy, I'm gonna win again. So new music that dropped. This was kind of a boring week. I think the the artist name is Amine. Amine is that his name, y'all? Yep. Yes. He dropped an album, Simba, Don't Run From Rap, Rico Nasty, and there's another artist, it's spelled B-L-X-S-T. I don't know how to pronounce it, but they dropped. What I did notice about all the albums that dropped, they did have a Thai dollar sign feature. And of course, I listened to each of those. And of course, anything with the Thai dollar sign to me is good music. That and I currently... Good yeah, I currently have his newest feature inside Dollar Sign album on repeat right now. My favorite song on that album now is Nothing Like Your Ex. That's, so y'all got to go listen to that song. The one that you ain't blocking his blessings, right? The one yeah. you let go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and before I ask KT what his song of the week is, don't forget to check out what was the collab's name? Kaldamo. 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 Yes, make sure y'all check him out. He's on SoundCloud, Apple Music, YouTube. Check him out and then check out the collab on Friday. So, KT, what you got for the song of the week? All right, so for the Coach's Groove this week, I'm going Soul Sister by Bilal, and it's in honor of our yeet. So stay tuned. All right, right. okay. Teaser. Kid Cudi is dropping an album this Friday, too. So just oh, so exciting. Oh, and one more other thing before I move forward. So Odell was, I don't know if he was on live or if he was on some type of live interview. He was talking trash about the Giants and being a part of that organization. And then he also dropped Drake's album release date. So, so far, according to Odell, it will be dropped January 1st for all the Drake lovers, Drake fans. January first, so we'll, so he said as soon as the ball drops, the album will drop. So yeah, it's on a Friday too. So yeah, that's oh, actually yeah. perfect. That's actually pretty fire. Shout out yeah, to Drake so. for that. So I'm gonna be real quick because it ain't really nothing for me to talk about when it comes down to these shoes this week and the sneaker drop of the week. This is going to be a timeless classic. <laughs> KT, can you show it? Oh my goodness! I want those. My 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 yeah, my my, 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 
Oh, I get my heart starts to flutter every time I think about it. Oh my goodness, this is the Jordan 11, probably one of Tinker Hatfield's greatest creations. I know uh, a year ago we always ask each other, what's your favorite Jordan? What's your favorite Jordan? The 11s are by far and away my favorite Jordan, as you can see. Yep. I, ca I can't sell this shoe. If you don't see the value in this, it's called the Jubilee. It's gonna be it's gonna be come out of retail at 220. You're lucky if you could get it. That's all I'm gonna say. It's probably going to resell at five, six hundred dollars. This past shoes is the talk of the town. I told you a couple of weeks ago we got big shoes coming out, and this is it. Just as a little data point, because you know I like to give you something that you can leave home with or leave out of here and go home with. This is a 25th anniversary sneaker. This is a very important sneaker. So all I can say is go get it. Run to it. Put your name in every raffle you can. Follow Soul Links. Follow my guy Scoop Johnson. Whoever you can at No Sneakers, get plugged in because this is one that you really, really, truly want to wake up on December the 25th and have it under the Christmas tree, if not on your feet. All right. The Manhattan Project. And we're a little bit behind. Hey, but you got it. It's your world. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So before I get into the topic question, I want to ask y'all a question. So it kind of falls under my mad question asking. So would you rather, it's a would you rather question. Would you rather be the worst player on the best team or on the best team, but the worst player? Oh, on the best team and being the worst. Yeah, player. I, I'm gonna say that too. I was I was trying to justify being the best team on the, but since I don't like what Kevin Durant does, and I don't just switch teams, I mean, I'm gonna have to go with I want to be the worst player on the best team. Yeah, yeah. Be, because that's the thing: being around a Michael Jordan is only going to make me better. And if something happens to where I'm not on that team anymore, I've learned a lot from that locker room. I learned a lot from that culture that I'm gonna be able to take to another team, and it's gonna make me better than what I would have been if I had been the team. I just said a lot of scrabble, no, but all right. Man, because just think about it. Devin Booker, his teammates, how they came together before the bubble. You know what I'm saying? What, what they did. Uh, I'm going to let that go. Y'all do remember what happened, right? Okay. All right. <laughs> you can still be the worst player and still get love. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. So, so why do you ask that, Miss Kimberly? Oh, it was just a random question that I wanted to ask y'all, get y'all's opinion. And earlier I had all my, like I had both sides and I had both sides just from, so I used to play in adult league soccer before I tore my ACL. So I had best of both worlds, but I forgot. I forgot what I was going to say. So I just wanted to get y'all's opinion. <laughs> all right. Yes, yes. All right. So the topic is James Harden must pass six consecutive COVID tests to return to a team. Which team we don't know. So B, I think, has been talking the most ish about if the people should start to hate James Harden. What is y'all's take on it? Do y'all think he should like, how do y'all feel about the fans of Houston? Should they hate on him? Like, what's y'all's take? Yeah, if I'm a fan of Houston right now, I'm uh, I got some good old fashioned hate for James Harden. Cause listen, it's funny you ask that question because that goes to a perspective we talking about the best player on a bad team, and Harden has done enough to make the team relevant, but he's not a winner. He's never won. He lost. He lost in Oklahoma City. He lost here. And as much individual gold medals he got, basketball is a team sport. And in order to prove yourself worthy, the ring is the thing. And he wasn't able to bring that to the Houston fans. To add insult to injury. The way he's doing it, almost damn near forcing the trade out, it's kind of like, bro, you could have came back. We lost Russell Westbrook. You could have came back and we could have put some pieces around you and been that guy, been that dude. The only way he would have he would have had the respect of Houston fans if he did what Dirk Nowinski did. That stick around, play a long time, and fool around and win you a championship in the right year. Because they was knocking on the door as well and was very close very close to beating some big teams and making it to those finals. So if I'm a Houston fan, I'm I'm not I'm not a James Harden fan at all. I burn his jersey. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I do agree with you on most of this stuff. I think for me, I think what I don't like is like even when most guys have pretty much have came out and said that they want to be traded, they still and then the, the team decided not to trade them. You still go through the motion of the things that you're supposed to do. It is still a job. You still report to work. You still do the things that That's you're right. supposed to do. Like even Anthony Davis. Like yeah, people already knew before the season. They already they initially talked about a trade, and they then they said the GM at that time, Dell Demp, said no. But AD was still coming and playing in the games. Then they're the the coaches are the ones who decided like he's only going to play in the first half or whatever. But he was still coming to work. But James Harden got to go to the strip club. 
trying to go to little baby's birthday party, posting on social media and all these videos and stuff when they just put out a 158 page COVID protocol from the NBA about this is when you need to report, this is when you start COVID testing, this is when you should individual workout, then you deal with the team. And for you to just, okay, you want to get traded, that's fine, but you should at least still show up to work, you know, and practice. Now, if you sit out some of the preseason games, okay. If you don't play 40 minutes a game during the regular season, that's fine. But to not show up, I mean, that's, I think that's like a slap in the face for an organization that's paid you handsomely, took the chance on you to trade you from Oklahoma City, and put, they gave you Dwight Howard, you don't want to play with them. They gave you Chris Paul, you don't want to play with them. They gave you Russell Westbrook, oh, he's my friend, we can figure it out. Now you don't want to play with them. So it's like, at the end of the day, it's you. Like you said, he's not a team basketball player. He's He's got three moves. He's going to dribble, dribble, step back. He's going to dribble, dribble, drive, or dribble, dribble and get fouled and go to the free throw line. He doesn't do anything else. He doesn't run off screens. He doesn't set screens. He's okay defensively now. He he was trash before, but you're just really just a one-dimensional player. Great. You're a video game player. You're not an NBA team basketball player that's, that is conducive for winning. That, that, well, I'm going to say this. I, I, know, I know there's some comments that everybody's saying in, in the comment section that he's given all he got and how many people haven't won rings. I get it. Don't get me wrong. James Harden is a phenomenal player, player. and, and a lot of player, people. Yes. But this is where this is where it goes into that Carmelo zone to me. Everything Houston has done over the past four or five seasons from letting D'Antoni stay around to the offensive system they run has been set up for James Harden to thrive. The whole system. Everything Houston is, their whole identity is James Harden. Harden. Correct. So for him to want to make a move, it's almost like you 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 basically took this franchise back 10 years. At right. least seven years, you set Houston back that far to where we're going to have a dismal season this year, and they probably won't win again, and they'll probably be a lottery pick and have to go and get whoever the best player in college basketball is right now to start that, co- that, that conversation. Trust me, I know I'm a Pelicans fan, and we lost Anthony Davis, so just trust me. I mean, with, with James Harden, I think we all believe that he wants to win, but he can only win one way with him being like just dominating the ball. Ball in hand. And th- and that doesn't win basketball games. No, not, even Kobe not, said that right before he passed. He told yeah, him not, like, it's great for the regular season, but when it comes down to playoffs, like think about it. What's the biggest, what's a really big difference between Giannis and James Harden? They're great offensive players in the regular season. And Giannis is obviously a way better defensive player. But all he does is drive and dunk, get putbacks. He doesn't really have a jumper. He doesn't have a three-point shot. So it's great during the regular season. You're not playing that same team over and over again. And then when it comes to the playoffs, they key in on you, lock up the paint. And the same thing, go double James Harden. You saw how the Lakers played defense on James Harden. Hey, go lock up the paint. Shut him down. You know, Westbrook can't shoot threes. So we'll leave him out there on the three-point line. We'll just double team, get the ball out of James Harden's hands. And, and here we are. So, and he's had a lot of epic failures in the playoffs. So, at the end of the day, the fingers got to get pointed at him. You got an MVP. You got a multiple scoring titles. Okay, you you're in the conversation for top three, top five players ever who's never won a ring. You can be in that conversation, but I'm pretty sure that's not the conversation he wants to be. And he wants to be a top twenty, top twenty five player of all time. Because think about it: Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Dwayne Wade, Jerry West, but. James Harden's right there on the outside looking in as the next best shooting guard of all time. And if he wins, he will go past Jerry West. Right? Yeah, somebody, somebody has mentioned Allen Iverson. He actually got his team to the finals. And that team finals. Was, was trash. He got his team to the NBA <laughs> Yes. He was like the 07 Cavs. What do you have? Yeah, what do you have? Aaron Mackey and, yeah, and, Eric and Snow, Eric Snow, Aaron Mackey. Theo Ratliff. Theo Ratliff. Yeah, man. What had. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> he had trash. Now, look, Harden isn't about making winning plays. He's about throwing up numbers. That's Softed. what he's about. So what team is he going to go to that's going to cater to him like Houston? Houston did everything for this man. Like B. Jones said, it's a slap in the face of the Houston fans and the organization for this guy after we bent over backwards to make you happy. Like Serge said, we took a chance on you. Well, Oklahoma City didn't want to pay your money. We made you the franchise, and that's and how you and biggest reason, you don't have any leverage. They have you for the next two years. So as as opposed to Anthony Davis, it's like, hey, before the season starts, yeah, I have one year left, but you can trade me now and get some pieces back. Or at the end of the season, I'm going to walk. 
You don't have that leverage. I mean, and the biggest travesty of this all is that Cinnamon, her child need braces, and James Harden ain't there to finance that at the local strip club. Sparkle <laughs> trying to put her child through private school. James Harden took all this revenue from the city of Houston, from the strip club scene in Houston. So shame on you, James Harden. Look, and what, he, what he is spending his money on is going to Lil Baby's birthday bash, buying Uh-oh. a product duffel bag, Giving him a hundred thousand, yeah. yeah, and then put honey buns in it. Yo, what is wrong with this man? Maybe he needs to leave Houston. Yes, and look and strip him of number thirteen because he's repping it all wrong. Another man a bag of honey buns. Good honey buns and a Prada bag. What happened to the whole Prada bag? Because he Prada me. <laughs> maybe, maybe that. Maybe yes. that. I don't know. I'm hey. not. I don't want to be the show that starts rumors. <laughs> so we gonna leave the little baby in Softin's personal life <laughs> off the show. All right. So KD, tell us a drink. I'm sorry to rush you, but go ahead. Tell us what we what it's, we drinking. What we sipping on this week? It's all right. So last week I brought y'all the Redemption Bourbon. So we're making another drink with the, that alcohol. So it is called the John Collins, and it consists of two parts of Redemption whiskey, lemon juice, simple syrup, and soda water. So y'all know tonic is like my favorite. So I had to make a John Collins for y'all. So yeah, that's the drink of the week. So we haven't show recapped in a while. So I just wanted to recap. I wanted to recap Euphoria. I know we are watching that last season, but of course, who was watching Euphoria? Was anybody watching Euphoria with me last yeah. season? Yeah, I finished it. Yeah, we all watched it. We yeah, all we watched were. Euphoria. We did it on the show and everything. Go back and listen to our old archives. We got tons of Euphoria talk. Okay, so I'm just going to brief just a little bit of it. So this episode, it starts off weird because it starts off with Rue and Jules. And it, I was sitting there scratching my head trying to figure out what was going on. But I really think that Rue was just dreaming. But this episode is really a talk between her and I can't remember the guy's name. But I think she met him at one of her AA meetings and they basically just had a back and forth. And it kind of explains a lot of where Rue comes from with her doing her drugs and how she feels and things like that. So I am excited for this season. So y'all go check it out and let me know your thoughts. And that is all I got for the Manhattan Project. All right. So we we about to get y'all out of here so y'all can go to bed and figure out ways to bash me on my James Harden take. But... Before we do so, this is a very, 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 very special moment for me because in my in my 190 something episodes that I've done with Kevin, because we were doing this before 72, I have been the only person to ever, ever, ever do the yeet. This week, my guy Kevin, since I, I it's the B Jones takeover, my guy Kevin, okay. I am entrusting you with my precious baby that I've raised from birth. Kevin, do we have a yeet this week? Yes, we do. And sometimes you better be careful with your ass. So new Dallas Wings coach, Vicky Johnson, says she hopes to be an inspiration to the WNBA's players as someone who helped launch the league as a player herself in 1997 and who is now its only black woman head coach. There are currently two black men head coaches. You got the Sparks, Derek Fisher, and the Chicago Sky, James Wade. But this past WNBA season, there were no black women in the head coaching role. So, Vicki Johnson, you deserve a I've always wanted to say it with y'all like that. That felt kind of good. It was kind of cathartic. I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. All right. Hey, that's a well, great hire, and I'm I'm looking forward to the Wings making their hey, way back up, too, because they got talent. And like, they got the number obvious. two pick again. I think we got the number two or number three pick again. So, number two. Number two. Ooh, that's going to be a lot violent. of five picks. We got some help coming your way. Help coming, says the Lord. Not, All right. Her, Enrique. Yeah. Her. Yeah, they got a squad. I can't wait. Can we go to a game this, this year? Well, Kevin? depending on COVID. Yeah. It's, it's going to be done, man. You're going you gonna to take that truth serum. You're going to put that, that, that bacteria in your chest. What? No. Not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I ain't going to get political. I ain't going to do it. So two-minute warning. Shout outs. Who y'all got? Let's start with you, Sergio. Shout out. Shout out to fa- fantasy owners of our league who, or Yahoo or somebody who messed up our arrangements this morning <laughs> because me and B. Jones were not scheduled to be facing each other. But somehow, magically, around 4 p.m., we are now facing each other in the playoffs. So, uh, <laughs> Serge, like, I had the team out at practice and everything. 
They ain't playing it for, for a whole nother team, man. Then the, the, some little water boy ran down and said, hey, the league office call. Y'all got to switch like, up, y'all. Man, here we are practicing for CD Lamb as my flex, and then now I got to go play against Kelsey as my tight end. What, what's up with that, man? That's I know, right? Yeah, I know, right? Not fair at all. But yeah, this is it. Cool, man. Thank you, bro. KT, who you got, man? You want to give a shout out to all of my family members. We just lost a good one in my uncle, Coach Bobby Nevels. We have his funeral next week. So shout out to my family as we're going through this. Sorry to hear that, man. I know. It's like the second time. Like in last week, I did it in this week. I'm sorry to bring y'all down, but hey. Hey, we're going to get all the negative stuff out by the end of this month. And then we're going to start fresh. It's going to be a great 2021. I feel it. All right. Kim, I, I wanted. I, I, do we got enough time for Kevin? Can Kim tell a story? She she had a story. She was gonna talk backstage, but I ran over a little bit. Do we have enough time for the share story? She got to make it quick. All right, make it quick. Uh, we in OT. I'll save the story for next time. Okay, so I'll, just, I'll give out my shout out. So it's a special shout out. My daughter turns thirteen on this Sunday, which is the thirteenth. So it's the golden birthday. So happy birthday, Boo! I love you, love you, love happy you. Birthday, birthday. Hey, my father-in-law's birthday is on the thirteenth too. Yes, yes. Right. That's what I'm saying. The thir- the number thirteen is like so significant. James Harden, yeah, yeah, we got it. You gotta go, bro. Yeah, that's why I say he he's gotta go. Yeah. Hey, don't hey, don't forget next Friday. That's a that's a special day too. Yeah, it's it's, it's yeah, great. it's Friday the eighteenth, right? <laughs> Sorry, <don't get> <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna give a shout out to my daughter, helmet sticker to her. She's competing for regionals this week. She's been working hard. I'm excited to see what she's gonna do. She finished her last time marching in high school last Friday. I was able to go out there. That was a good time. We actually won the game, finished a heroic career. So I'm very proud of her. I want to send a shout out to the fans who've been rocking with us from day one. We really love you. We really appreciate you. Helmet sticker go to Pam. We got some beautiful pictures that we're going to add to the website that she took with her kids. So we know we got all of that going on. And uh, I, I, and shout out to Coach. Helmet sticker for Coach. Steve coming through. He's been playing with us every week. And he, he got so close so many times. Congratulations on a big win. Anybody out there who watching, get ready for some good boxing because it's coming your way well thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of sports life talk where life without sports is nothing but talk we really enjoyed you we look forward to seeing you guys next week for episode 73 yeet Baby say I'm fly, she see me I know I got a giant in the drip But I double cause I'm tired of the vibe She clingy And I don't play around with the wrist When I get it, you already know the vibe is VVs I swear I feel alive when I'm in them In the yo to the air Making vibes on repeat And I ain't gotta lie, you see these She said she want a vibe, she need three Each one for my boys, my team Swimming through the riches with my squad, believe me Iced out all the mods, sleepies Big dogs, it's legit, though I'm eight Cooking, let them know I'm different raw with the eight Do this for my sons, I know it's Mind for the taste, the baby look like she the type that be playing. Slide and escape this. She dummy probably thinking who this. Yeah, money now it's funny how I see the moves switch. Boy lame girl funny how the two mix. Oh, I got them upside now they got the loose list. Want the doors with a suicide on it. If I'm winning gotta put my slimes on it. I ain't buying no Gucci or Prada. That she my main.